what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 31, volume 3 of Big Fan, up to 19 listeners and counting. I am Chad East and I'm a big fan of moms, kids who can do their virtual homework by themselves, and the world premiere of a new song written by yours truly and some other wonderful musicians that will debut today on Big Fan. I got to tell you, I cannot wait for that debut, but my, my name's Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of filing getting construction started on a project that's taken a four-week hiatus, spring weather that lasts a solid spring season, and getting back on the tennis court with my eyes set on winning matches. Okay, Hankaroo. So, it's going to be a wonderful podcast. First, let's start. I know you've been, this uh, this construction project has been, uh, yeah. It's been looming for quite the time. So they took a month off. Now they're back. And are we getting close to closure? Are we getting close? We got three weeks left, Chad. Lord. Gosh. So they started. They started the beginning of the week. And these guys are just packed in this space. They understand what what kind of pressure my life is under and what Mrs. Eimer is about ready to do to me. So what they've decided to do is they've decided to put all hands on deck. Let's get it done. They see another man in distress, and they say, we're going to help this guy out. But I asked it looked like they were getting a bunch of work done. And I was like, man, they're really putting it together, and it looks like this is going to come together soon. I said, how much time we got left, brother? He looked at me, and he had some dead eyes, too, and he said, three weeks. I said, oh, God. He said, man, you would have been done by now if we would, you would have let us uh, stay in. So tell but, me kind of what, what does it mean with them being there? Like, you don't have a – Kitchen? No, you don't have a bathroom. You don't have. What is it that you don't have right now? I don't have a master bathroom. I don't have a master bedroom. Yeah. I've got everything in that room, from that room, in my guest bedroom where I'm staying. There is about a three foot by three foot space that is open in that room, but it is occupied by a dog bed that my ah. dog. On, okay, so that would be all well and good and easy to live in if we didn't knock down a wall in our basement and having stone put on our fireplace and everything. So we had to take, and we're getting new carpet. So we had to take all of that furniture and put it in my living room. Wow. So imagine living in hell, Chad. <laughs> Just imagine. I, I would figure by this time now, you maybe have a few tents out in the front yard that you might want to live in, right? As it comes to hey, that. Hey, the good thing is, is you've got somebody in your house with a jackhammer eight hours a day. And then they like to show up about 7.40 every morning. Mm-mm-mm. How long do they work to? Till probably 5.45 or 6. Well, Hank, we've been thinking about you, definitely thinking about Reagan, as she's had to put up with you and Harris through all this, too. So I know y'all been complaining a bunch. But oh, uh, anyway. And I can tell you right now, she's fit to be tied. She is not real happy. I bet. Well, I hope, just know it's coming to a close soon. You'll have a brand new house to be very proud of. And I'll look forward to the grand opening party, right? That you'll be having soon, I'm sure. Should be a blast. Oh, you're going to be invited, buddy. Can't wait, can't wait. So, last weekend, we're coming to you on, uh, what are we? We are May 13th. May is actually one of my favorite months of the year. May 13th, we're almost halfway through. We were able to celebrate Mother's Day last Sunday, Hank. And uh, can you tell us what kind of special special things you did for the ladies of your life? Well, I got to tell you, the two ladies in my life... My mother and my wife both had grand days, okay? Coronavirus, you know, prevents you from going anywhere and doing anything crazy. But, um, you know, my mom, she wanted uh, something specific for her mother's day. I asked her, you know, I always love to do 
you know, whatever it is that they want. But my mom and dad, they're really easy. They're homebodies. They want, they want you to come over and spend time, right? That's what they want, right? So I, uh, my mom has been trying to get me to move this, this vase that she bought from someplace for about a week. And, you know, I can never get off to do it. Yeah. So I said, Mom, today's your day. We're moving this vase. Happy Mother's Day. So um, I moved that for her. And then we went back to her house. And really and truly, they love sitting on their porch and just sitting there and talking because we don't get to do it as much because of sports, because of work, because of everything going on. So my mom got to do that, got to talk to my sister and, and brother and had a great Mother's Day. Um, I had fixed my mom and dad dinner Friday night. I uh, we I grilled steak and everything. We had them Friday night for dinner over at our house, which is, you know, I know a, we kept our social distances. We ate porch and it was good but um so my mom got treated uh treated the way she wanted to be treated on mother's day and then my wife uh, i love having harris write a you know just going out there and saying all right buddy it's your turn to uh tell mom because she's not my mom she's your mom what what does mother's day mean to you and what does she mean to you and um he had a pretty good card this, you know, this year. And I can tell he's, uh, he's probably going to go down the, the road of a salesman because, uh, he was selling it big boy. He was selling it big. So, uh, he ate her breakfast and then, uh, you know, he got her a card and everything. And, uh, I don't know if you know this, but, um, my wife last week decided she was going to be an adventurous. You know, she was really, so what we have done, we have done a ton outside, since uh, this quarantine happened and Harris is riding his bike or riding his scooter, his kick scooter. a ton. We've talked about the gangs going on in your neighborhood and everything. Mm-hmm. I think I put this on the last podcast. She decided that she was watching Harris and one of his little buddies, Max Zagaroli on these scooters and uh, they were jumping these ramps. Yes. She decided that she wanted to get on the scooter and she oh, just, Lord. I'm going to tackle this ramp. So nobody was really paying attention. She starts kicking towards it, jumps it, catches the back wheel on it, goes over the handlebars, smashed her face up, and landed right on her Apple Watch, just <laughs> obliterating it. Jeez. Right? right? Dangerous so, over there. Yep. So for Mother's Day, what'd she get? New Apple She got a new Apple Watch. That one got a new Apple Watch. So... So, um, but you know, it's, and then after that, what did she want to do? What any good mother wants to do is get away from the men in her life. She <laughs> wants to go with her girlfriends. So her and her girlfriends, there are about 12 of them went and played tennis and, uh, for about four hours, they drank and had a great time. And you saw me creep out there. Harris wanted to go fishing. I came out there to watch you guys. Cause Reagan was like, you ain't coming out here to mess with me. So, uh, her day was great. How about yours? Oh, ain't that funny? All they want to do is just get the hell away from us. <laughs> but you know, on Father's Day, we do the same thing. So understandable. Yeah. Um, well, uh, now that this is interesting stuff. Now, if I know I need a, a base moved, I know exactly who to call. Can I ask you about the base real quick? The base movement. Was it a big, heavy base or is it just one of those little like three pounders that have one flower in it? What are we talking about? What kind of base are you moving? She needed, Be more specific. She needed- she needed car transportation, so car size. So she needed my car, and it was heavy. So she needed so. So she bought it. This is. Let me tell you about my mom. My mom really thinks of me as being about sixteen still. So she'll buy something, and she'll go, "Hey, I need you to come over here. I'm in Conover, and I just bought something. And I need you to come get it." And I'll be like, "Yeah, mom, I'm in a meeting about four thirty. And she's like, "What? What am I going to do? I don't." going to do but she's going to have to find somebody else to move that vase so uh i i had she had to get i had to get her it into my car and it was pretty heavy so she's learned though she's uh she realizes that she can't just tell me to jump and i'm running over there yes but on mother's day that's what you do but i will I'm make jumping. you some business cards i actually hoping to i am part of an ownership team that has a printing company the next business card we will print will be hank's base moving services and i will deliver <laughs> personally okay um, appreciate that yeah when it comes to our mother's day what do we do is pretty awesome so we woke up early uh lucy rose and i popped in the car and uh jennifer is a big fan of this donut place in town called donut life have you you know what i'm talking about 
Oh yeah. Pretty awesome donuts. So they make this thing called an apple fritter. And so, Incredible. Uh, yeah, just fabulous. Uh, we're supposed to get there at eight, but we waited a little bit longer till eight fifteen. And Lucy Rose kept saying, daddy, that they ain't going to have any apple fritters. They're going to be out. And mom's going to be pissed. Cause it's the one thing that she wants. So I was like, There'll be plenty of apple fritters on a Sunday, Mother's Day at 8.15. So we pulled into the parking lot, and I was like, okay, we're getting closer. I was like, oh, it looks like there's no cars there, right? Yeah, we're pretty good. And I finally actually get all the way up, and this place is jammed. So they've got social distancing lines, right? So people are outside waiting to get inside. And we actually pulled in at almost the perfect time. We were like the last team to get inside and then right behind us like eight cars came and so they were lining up and i first thing i look at is in the bottom corner where they keep the apple fritters there is one left and i was like oh no and lucy looks at me because she's got the same thought going on like oh god daddy what are we gonna do and so she kept counting the amount of people in front of us like okay if they don't take one then that one doesn't take one and that group doesn't take one we'll get it because there's four groups in front of us so the first group, we are listening intently. All right, I need one dozen, and we need two pine cones and one cow ball, or whatever it is, right? And so, boom, that, ball. that group's done. Then the next one is, we need three strawberry, two fruity pebble glazed, and a shoehorn. Boom, that one's gone. So the last group in front of us. <laughs> the last group in front of us. I'll take two dozen, and Lucy's like, and they, she was like, and what's that thing in the corner? No, no. Oh, uh, she and the lady was like, "That's an apple fritter," and she was like, "Yeah, I'll take that too." So, um, God, Lucy's freaking out. I'm freaking out. And luckily, one of the girls behind it, because we're we're up next. One of the girls behind the counter, she goes to our church, and she was waving to us. And like, I kind of whispered, I was like, "Apple fritters," and gave like the Michael Jordan shrug, like do you have any, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Jordan truck. And she was like, I think we got one more in the back. And so, yeah, she went in the back and she actually brought two. She said two more. And I said, you know what? I'll get one for my mom too. So I'll drop the apple fritter to my mom on the way back to our house early in the morning. <laughs> Standing ovation. This kid. Standing ovation. Got, this Just kid an apple it. fritter. Apple fritters in the bag, baby. So we got everything we needed, dropped that one apple fritter off of my mom's, came back, celebrated Mother's Day with Jennifer. Then we did something kind of cool. Some other mothers. So Jennifer, is, I told you this, has been very strict and stern on the quarantining and social distancing. She's been very good for safety. She doesn't get out much at all where me, on the other hand, I've been all over the place. She's been very, very stern in her beliefs to stay far away from people. But, you know. She's had it. It was a beautiful day. She just wanted to see some of her friends. So we all went to Neil Clark, you know, North State Academy, drove to the bottom parking lot. Everybody had their own little parking space. And so a lot of moms were out there, a lot of kids throwing football, uh, drinking mimosas, which, you know, probably should be doing that on recreation department property. But that's what we did. We spent an hour out there getting to see everybody, packed it up, went straight to my mom's to do Mother's Day with her. And by the time we got to my mom's, my sister, my brother, my sister's kids are all out there having a time. You know, we're in this big, my mom and dad has a big backyard, big driveway. We're all hanging out there. And my nephew, who is three, has picked up golf as a hobby, right? And he doesn't have the little plastic clubs because he's swinging the golf club all the time. He's got the real, real clubs, but they're little. But, you know, they think they're like a metal wood on it. Like, they're real clubs. And I noticed when he swings, he doesn't look around to what's going on. Like, if you happen to be in his path when he's swinging, your shin's going to get cracked. Or possibly <laughs> even something bad is going to happen. Well, I can handle that. But I was really concerned because my niece, who is one or let's say 18 months old, she walks around. or She follows him like, a, you know, everywhere he goes, she's going to follow him. But my sister is so keen. She knows exactly what's happening. She's watching it. And uh, so anytime he's getting, she feels like he's getting ready to swing and she's there, she'll just pull up, pull her back just a tad. Well, he's swinging, he's hitting golf balls everywhere. It's a blast having, having a ball. And Meredith was like, I got to go inside real quick and grab something. And so Chad's I was in like, charge. oh my God, that means I'm in charge. I turned my head away, literally for three seconds. I turned back around, baby girl is on the cement. 
Owen has hit her in the head with a metal wood. She's, I guess, in such shock. When she's looking at me, she's trying to cry, but no words are coming out. Like it's complete silence. You know, one of those cries that is so bad that the mouth is wide open, but not one word is coming out of your mouth. I think it's one of those things called like, Uncle Chad, you let me down cry. <laughs> Probably so. So immediately, boom, this big, big goose egg pops up right over her eye. Meredith comes back out like, Chad, what in the world? I was like, well, there's other people out here too. Why am I getting the brunt of this? Which I knew it was my my fault. So anyway, we're, we're comforting her. And it comes to find out she's a big fan. This is where Donut Life comes into play here too. She's a big fan of donuts. She can't. She won't quit crying until Uncle Chato brought the extra box of donuts, showed it to her. Immediately, we're in a better mood, right? Yes. Every every woman loves a donut. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we had a great, great time doing that with my family. And my mom, mom's just like yours. Like she'd rather she doesn't need any tangible gifts. She all she wants to do is spend time with her family. So we did that mm-hmm. for several hours, and then. Uh, yeah, that was basically it. So we called it a wrap, but it was a successful Mother's Day for sure. I was just, I was just noticing, you know, last time we got on here, yeah, we talked about how your, uh, your hair has suffered, yes. and it it's suffering, brother. It's been long, <laughs> man. If I could show you the back of it, dude, I I think I have a rat tail. Do you remember what a rat tail is when you were little? I swear it is formed in some kind of formation back here that it is in the shape of a rat tail i'm pretty embarrassed but anyway i've told myself i'm not going to bring a hairdresser or a haircut artist over here to cut my hair i'm just going to wait i'm not going to do like you did i'm gonna wait till it's legal and then i'm gonna go to my great clips and i'm gonna say all right here's a 20 spot now you go make it happen make it happen right you just aren't doing it because you can't get anybody over there to cut your hair and i saw you yesterday there's gray going in there too you know, holy cow, a little bit of gray, a lot of gray going up in here. It's weird. I've been wearing a hat a lot, buddy. Wearing a hat a lot. Wearing a oh. hat a lot. Hey, yours, yours doesn't look as bad as I don't know if you can see me for the, for the audience. We're FaceTiming each other, too, so we can see each other. But do you see how terrible my facial hair is right now? <laughs> it was going to be the first thing that I mentioned, but I was, you know, I knew if I said something about your facial hair, you'd say something about that my the head on my hair here. So I knew I needed to kind of steer clear of that. But now since you've come at me, yes, I can come at you now. But holy cow, get, either shave it all off. You can't go this patchy mid midway what I'm looking at here. You got to go all the way or just shave the whole thing off because that's looking like worse than LT's and his is bad. <laughs> No, it's not worse than LTs, but I definitely feel like I'm dirty. I I don't know. The, this, the real problem is is the it looks like I have leprosy on the side of my face. The patchiness is just awful. Yeah, it's like you placed like a sticker or something on there and like no hair can grow around that, that sticker. Oh, my Lord. That's exactly what I did, Chad. Look at this. And you know, the funny thing is, is that we have friends that can shave in the morning lunch they've got like a zz top beard you know what i mean yes absolutely that's how my mustache is look at this thing i mean good i look like mario from super mario brothers (laughs) and i shaved yesterday i mean this thing has popped up in 24 hours bro i'm not kidding you holy moly you look like that i do i've got the detroit hat upstairs too um before we get off the mom's thing and so we've talked about the michael jordan thing a little bit and uh so last two week, last weekend's episodes, episode seven and eight, did you get to catch them? Did you watch I them? I did. All right. Did. So to me, those were the best two yet. You get a really dive into, it wasn't all great for Michael Jordan. It talked about his adversity, you know, the lo- his loss of his father. He, he, he showed emotion when he was talking about, yeah, these are the things that I do and my teammates might not like it, but this is the way it is because I know how to win. If they wanted to be with me, they're with me. And if not, they're not. And then he said, break, because he was getting ready to start. He was going to lose it right there. So I mm-hmm. thought that part was so, so interesting. But before I let you comment on that, let me just say one thing about mom since we were talking about Mother's Day. You notice Michael Jordan, the reason – one of my opinion that he was so solid and so grounded and squeaky as clean is because he had 
parents that kept him on the straight and narrow. And the one thing in episode three and four that I noticed when they were talking about, you know, people were coming at Michael like, hey, we want to do a shoe for you, specifically Nike. And he was like, nah, I like Adidas. And Adidas said, nah, we don't want you. We can't, we can't swing it. And then Converse said, nah, we got Magic and Larry Bird. You're never going to be above them. And Nike was like, hey, well, we got something for you. And he was like, no, I'm not going. But his mom was like, Michael, get on that plane. And you listen to what they have to say. And he's going to listen to his mama because she's his mama. And he got on the plane and it was the best business decision in sports marketing history. History. Because his mama said, get on the plane. So just another shout out to all the moms out there. And, you know, think how lucky we are to have parents and a mother that, you know, that are there for us. When we have a question when we were little or we needed something, we always felt you can go to them. You can be safe around them. They're a safe place for a kid to go or moms, you know. And anyway, I feel very fortunate to have one like that, too, that you can always count on moms are dependable. And I'll tell you this, too, Hank. Any little boy or little girl that's, or I won't say little, well, I will say little boy, that say, yeah, I, I like my, not like my dad more than my mom. It's not what it is. I feel more love. You know what I'm saying? Every little person always going to have this special piece of their heart for their mom. You know what I mean? Right. It's just yeah. always going to be there because they're the giving told- one, the caring one. Yeah, I, I told my mom when I, you know, when I was talking to her on Sunday, there was never a question of did she want what was best for me or did she love me? Never in my 43 years have I ever thought, thought that. I've always felt she wanted what's best for me and that she always loved me. And I think that that's what a kid should feel. I think a kid should never have to question what their parents think of them. And, you know, we're not always supposed to be their best friend. We're supposed to be their dad and their mom first, which is tell Harris all the time, my responsibility is to make you a good man. You know, you know, it's, it's sometimes going to be hard for me to do that, but that's something that is, I've been given that job. And um, I think at the end of the day, if you have a balance between all that, you end up with a relationship with your mom and dad, that is a respectful relationship. Cause you know, Michael Jordan's dad was, I mean, you know, he listened to his mom and obviously had a great relationship with his mom. His dad was his rock. Exactly. Beside him every step of the way. Yep. And they, you know, people talk about like the involvement in parents with kids and how important that is. And are, are parents pushing their kids too much or parents, you know, and there is a fine line between helicopter parenting and, and, you know, but you have to be a part of their life. There's a difference between sitting over their shoulder and demanding excellence and knowing exactly what they're doing and letting them sit in a corner for 20 hours playing an iPad. You know, there's a, a, a relationship between them both, but obviously uh, the Jordans did it correctly. Yes, they did. Absolutely. And, you know, it's staying on the same subject because you're a dad that's very involved in your son's life, as is your wife. I'm the same way with my kids uh, when it comes to sports and academics. Everything they do, I want to be a part of. So, I don't know if it's official yet, but you're a big time baseball guy and a baseball coach here in town in Hickory. Has there been any word released from this city, the recreation department about potentially being able to play a spring sport, specifically baseball this season? How's it looking, Hank? I know this is important to you. Well, I, you know, they're not going to do anything until May 22nd or what, or not May 22nd, uh, June 1st or whatever. Is it, no, it's May 22nd. It's May 22nd. Yeah, May 22nd, I think. You're right. That phase two, I don't think they're going to they're gonna make any type of decision on what they're going to do, but I think that they're having a hard time. Not necessarily, you know, baseball is not a contact sport, but what they're having a problem with is the catcher, batter, umpire mm. proximity throughout that game, and then the dugout proximity throughout that game. Then the other bad thing is these parks aren't just holding 20 kids. They're holding grandparents, parents, brothers, and sisters. So when you're watching a game, you're going to have 75 kids, 75 people there watching this game. So a lot of people are saying, man, you know, they're not that close. It's not a contact sport. They're worried about the people in the stands probably more than they are the kids on the field. And so they haven't said yet what they're going to do, but they've speculated that there's going to be a very abbreviated and probably non-existent baseball season. But I think the scary thing is – Carolyn, 101. Excuse me, I'm at my office. Um, I think the 
the biggest thing was that an order thing, for a base movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing is is that they were um, contemplating football and going ahead and making uh, a call on football, which doesn't start until August. I mean, which is mind blowing to me. That, and I mean, it isn't mind blowing because, you know, these kids are coming off the line and going face to face and blowing in each other's face and getting in a dog pile. And, you know, that that does not, you know, lead to social distancing. But we're talking about making decisions for stuff that's four or five months away. Well, they've come. They, they have decided not to make that decision now, though, right? Is that right? Or Right. OK. They haven't made it yet. Yeah. Well, so here's some interesting stuff, too. So you would imagine I think we talked about this maybe yesterday. The pro sport. So I heard this today. NBA is going to decide within the next two weeks if they're going to come back and finish the season in a whatever, however way they formulate it. Maybe they're going to to Disney World and play. I don't know how they're going to do it, but in two weeks, they're going to make the decision. College football and NFL football. NFL is kind of looking like they're going to try to make a season happen. No, no fans, obviously. I, again, I don't know how they'll do it, but college has already come out and said, yeah, how's that going to work? I don't know. It's going to be weird. Col- the college has said if the kids don't come back to school, because some of the colleges and university have already announced the fall season. Hey, kids, you aren't coming back. We're going to have everything virtual to be online. So those schools for sure, no football. And let's say, let's say Alabama decides to come back. Well, on their schedule is USC, the Trojans, right? They're going to make football a regionalized kind of sport for this fall, meaning Alabama can stay in the South and play some teams from the South. And like North Carolina can play some teams in our area, Virginia, even if they're an ACC school. And let's say you're Boston College, they're not going to let them fly. you got to be able to travel on a bus or a quick plane ride locally or regionally to play. So, again, and if they tell those SEC fans that they can't come to the stadium to watch a game – Holy cow, there's going to be riots in the street. I'm with the band on the Mesh.TV. Features regional music acts discussing their craft and live performances. Subscribe to I'm with the band on the Mesh.TV and swim around in the heads of your favorite regional musicians. Hope it works out for you and all the baseball coaches out there. I know our boy Roger, he has been thinking about this for the last month and a half about because he coaches football, baseball. He's got three sons and a daughter. They all participate. He doesn't know what to do with himself with all this free time. You know, this guy's like, holy cow, no coaching. This is wild. But uh, well, you know, I mean, the the funny thing is, is like so. we, We I'm talking about starting practice again, maybe in a week or two. Right. If we were to start practice again, you know, my thought is let's just get the boys together. Let's get, you know, back to some normalcy. Let's, you know, just in case we get to play. The real problem becomes, though, what if we don't play? So are we going to practice for three or four months, then just call it a summer after just practicing? I mean, because practicing is all well and good, but you got to play. I mean, just to get. I bet your boys, though, would like to see their friends. I think they would like to do anything that involves their team right now. I know my girls, sure. but, you know, even if it doesn't right. mean that you're going to play a game just to be with them and to practice just to do something. I think they would, if you can, you know, y'all got to make that decision what's right for your team, but yeah, right. some tough decisions had to be made, but anyway, um, hopefully it all work out for, for everybody's good. I did read this really terrible thing that they've had a second kind of, what would you call it? So some of the countries that opened, have got this new, what do they call it, Livia? Anyway, the coronavirus is coming back. It's kind of sprouting up again, and that's scarier than hell. Can you imagine having to redo all this again? It would probably even have to be a longer time. Oh, well, I that's, don't want to you think know, about that. I, I can hear people already, like people around here, talk, getting this false confidence about what they can and cannot do. You know, oh, Max is open. I'm going. Should right, right. You're exactly right. So I mean, I, I think people have a a lot of false confidence right now until um, they they formulate a plan that you know people would hear by. We're always going to have those spikes. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Well, man, let me get off this sad news and let's go to some good news. Hank, are you ready? I'm ready. Over the last few weeks, that you know, we've kind of been 
in closed quarters away from everything. Uh, sometimes some people would, you know, they'll do a couple of different things. Some people would just go downstairs in their basement and just drink, you know, some people, <laughs> you're not in your head. Yes. Some people will go behind their computer screen and do social media or play video games. Some people will go watch TV, old baseball clips from 1994, which I know you do a lot of. And then some people decide to be creative, Hey, Some people decide to grab a piece of paper and a pen and, you know, and some things that they're feeling, they decide just to write them down and formulate kind of, if you will, a song, Hank, a song. And so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I know you guys have been waiting on this. We received at least one text last week asking us, hey, when's the song coming out? Can't wait to hear it. So, guys, this is the big fan special treat to you today. We like to call this, we, the na- we don't really have a name of our band, but our band at this moment consists of me, who contributes to the vocals and the lyrics, Andy Roney, who's the musician, the producer, the editor, and he sings on it as well, and a special, special guest performs on this uh, record, Hank. It's someone that you know very well and actually works right in your offices along with the Caldwell Banker team. Miss Erica Rowland is also on this track. So, Hank, if you don't mind, our producer, Moose, is going to play it now for us. I'd like for you to listen to it. And please hold the majority of your comments to the end of the song, please. Majority? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Moose, whenever you're ready. We like to call this song, uh, what do we call this song? Sexual Chocolate. I can't remember the name of the damn song now. All right, wait, we'll name the song afterwards, but listen to it. Here we go. Ready to go. One, two, three. As I sit here alone, it's a quarter past three. Not a whisper around It's just my whiskey and me Yeah, it won't be long now Until the sun makes a stand Well, then I'll put on a smile I'll wipe that doubt from my face I'll be that good family man Sometimes I fake it Sometimes I fake it And you can throw on that dress 
the world's out of feet Cause we have passed every test But sometimes I dream That we can do anything Cause we can walk through the fire We can climb up the hill Then we'll all dance and sing Cause we can make text somebody to have to figure out what the name of the song was yes. <laughs> yes. so uh anyway you know your first your first this everyone's first uh hearing of the the new song that's going to be uh, out on our label here next next week or two so uh so what do you think give me some you know i think you guys did an amazing job hank wow coming from a music hank. critic like you that means a lot that, but that was my first sentence. Let me get into it a little bit further, if you don't mind. I, I think you guys did. Listen, first of all, was that an admission of guilt? <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights? Yes. Well, did you hear the beginning part? Literally, it's 3.45 in the morning, and I don't hear or see anything, just my whiskey. That's how the song starts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, I know. I I, I, I was wondering... Um, uh, who uh, came up with this uh, lyrical, uh, you know, confession, let's say. But uh, I think that that was it. The other thing that I thought was amazing is your voice sounds nothing like your voice when you're singing. Like, it, and it's like a different voice. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, it, not picture. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard you really sing recording-wise. I've always heard you sing just like when we're sitting outside and yeah. playing ping pong like that that was that was chad serious singing right there that was chad, let me keep it within my range east right there so that was uh that was but you know the funny thing is is you could you could tell the amount of thought that went into that song because you know obviously everybody's got their own parts and you know it goes through but you know to put together a song is not easy you know to mesh what you're doing and that was that's why it was impressive you had a, i was trying to listen i know you were looking at me for more of a reaction i was trying to keep i didn't want to look at you because i didn't want to laugh at you because you're <laughs> like an idiot but i was i wanted to like listen uh i wanted to at least listen to it and try to listen to the lyrics so hey kudos to you and the dingle and the dingle dangles yes we will be performing at bourbon street uh very soon as soon as they reopen we will we will sing that song for sure let me ask you this hank you noticed now you know erica can sing right did you know she could sing i you've told me that but she's never she's never ever sang in front of me but you know the funny thing is is i was going to say I, I don't know who convinced her to sing and convinced her to do it while she was recorded but that was probably one hell of a salesperson. Well, you know who that person was, Hank. It was me. And so, I mean, I tell her all the time. And so for, for our listeners, Erica is a, a dear friend of ours. She works with Hank. She's a really good friend of mine, too, and, and married to my, one of my best friends. And she has the voice of an angel, but she has never really wanted to let the world hear her. 
And I just keep telling her, I was like, Erica, you really can sing. And I think it came across in this song that, yeah, she has a heck of a voice and she needs to sing more often. So anyway, make sure you mention to her when you talk to her that, hey, Erica, not too shabby. All right. Make sure you mention that to her. You, you cannot, you will not believe the amount of abuse she's going to take at my hands over just the this, this singing. Yeah. Um, Don't but I think, I mean, she did a great job. You did a great job. I think Andy did a great job. You know, the one thing is, is though Andy and you love, could, would, if there is anything you would rather do, if you had any other choice, you'd want to be on stage in front of people. Right. Erica does not, you know, I, Erica wants like the opposite she of She does. She does. So, um, it didn't, it surprised me that she, she was in there and, you know, I, I think you guys do a great job of, um, of having consistency with your singing because you guys do it all the time together. And I don't know if that's a function of your alcoholism or <laughs> a function of your, uh, you love music, but I think they go hand in hand and that's a good thing. Yeah. Let's call it a solid mixture of both. That's what we'll say. We'll say. So it's funny that we've been, or Andy, you know, Andy loves this stuff. And just as much as I do, like I, like to write it. I don't know how to do garage band and all this editing. I mean, he did the drum beats on his own. He made the bass line by his own. He played his own guitar, acoustic and electric. He got me on a vocal. We set up my basement as like a studio last Saturday, got me on a vocal by myself in there. Then Erica came in, did her own vocals separately. Then he put us together and then he took it all this in one night and put it all together. I was like, dude, it's pretty amazing, man. So uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. I mean, he, he's very, very talented. So we've got, you know, this is just the first one, Hank. I mean, I have a notebook full of all these quarantine songs that uh, we're going to maybe debut one a week, right? One a week. And so just be looking forward to it, buddy. Let's go well, at, the rate, at the rate we're going, you're no longer going to be able to do this podcast because you're going to be touring within summer so let's get as many of these as we can before you're off and running on tour very true that's actually what lucy rose told me too she listened to it yesterday and she was like does this mean you're going to hollywood and i was like loose if i do you're coming with me oh look at you she <laughs> gotta go and take it that one yeah i love her i love that little hey, girl congratulations, man. that's pretty awesome you know that's the other thing is um you know, I, it's pretty awesome that you guys are doing it in your advanced age, you know, at 45, 46 years old to even think you have a chance of um, <laughs> this dream is really, you know, it really plays to the fact that you have no idea what's going on in the world. <laughs> that is so funny, Hank. So funny. I don't really have a, com a comeback to that. But yes, you got to keep your dreams alive. As one friend told me, hey, man. I can't even remember what they told me. It was something very poetic and it made a lot of sense. It was something like, hey, the only thing that we really have in, left in our life is a dream. And once your dream is extinguished, there's no sense of even living. So you keep living, brother, and you keep dreaming. And one day you'll be a star. How about that? I think I just made that up off the cuff right there. I think that was like a combination of Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Vince Lombardi. Gordon. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Well, anyway, guys, if y'all want to hear more of that song, I think uh, our producer Moose is going to play it at the end of our podcast. And very soon on social media, we'll be uh, sending it out to the masses, too. And there's a good chance this weekend that we're going to have a, a video on YouTube. We're going to send out around a fire and play a little acoustic version of that. And we'll throw it out for the world to see. And who knows? Bono from uh, YouTube might say, hmm catch a little tune or shoot Kendrick Lamar might say hey man I might be able to use that you know you gotta have a dream Hank SoundCloud. <laughs> that's it gotta have a dream all right buddy so I wanted to wrap up the podcast oh before I would do this Hank's hierarchy because we do have one in line you know, we've been talking about the gangs of Hickory, our last couple podcasts, how, you know, my daughter has got a little bicycle gang they meet. And then I've noticed in our neighborhood, there's kind of a couple little different factions happening here. There's a boys bike gang now. And then one that ranges from like little bikers, you know, that are on the, from like kindergarten to second grade. And then there's a group that's a little bit older, maybe a fourth to sixth grade group. And so yesterday, my daughter and I were walking our dog, and we noticed the middle size of the group of boys who they're still in elementary school, 
getting ready to be in junior high that think they're cool, but they're really not cool. And they think they're tough, but they're really not tough. So uh, they were kind of, we were walking and they're kind of doing circles around us, right? I don't know if they're trying to intimidate us. They're going around the block, just doing circles. I think it consisted of four little tykes. They kind of run their, and I mean, they're not saying anything mean or crude, but they're kind of, they're trying to fluff out their feathers, their chest a little bit like, hey, this is our territory. This is our area. You know, this is our bike game. We control this area. So I, I look at Olivia. I was like, are these dudes trying to taunt us? What are they doing drought riding circles around us? So I knew we had them, though. This is the great part. I knew we had them. One of the little dudes went by us. And in, I guess in as stern as voice as he could say, because he hasn't hit puberty yet, he said, are you from Hickory? And then he kept going, are you from Hickory? And keep going. He hits a pothole, Hank, loses control on the bike. <laughs> oh, me and Olivia. I mean, I, if I could have died right there, it would have been heaven because it was perfect. Because you can imagine yourself, fifth grade, you're trying to be tough. You know, you're holding your territory down. You give a little, you think, which is a wise remark, are you from Hickory? And then you hit a pothole. <laughs> And he doesn't go all the way down, but it got real wobbly, you know, like, whoa. Hey, do you know these boys? Do you know these boys at all? I know two of them because they live, yeah, they live in on a a circle with us a little bit further. And I think they brought two other guys that live on another street over to be in their gang. So anyway, it's just tripping me out to see all these little bike gangs around. It's been a lot of fun. Did we talk about where if you were in a bike gang or not? No, no, well, you know, my, my group is in that bike gang, and you know, we put that mountain bike thing together in the backyard and we have another feature and it's this dropper and so imagine going out on a plank bridge and then it was just dropped off to nothing and you drop like three feet well i told mr roley that was building these things in my back lot that that's too scary and you're going to kill a kid if we don't do something about it so he roller and it just goes steep a steep downhill roll and uh it's pretty awesome these kids are in our backyard doing loops around this thing just just flying around so we got one big gang and there's kids that are first grade all the way up to middle school and the kids that are in first grade they are getting beat up on this track they're jumps and they're falling over and it's not ideal it's not ideal but it is funny because uh our motors our gang not motorcycle our bike gang is one big gang yes so made up of little people, middle grade people, you know, all kinds of folks make up this gang. That's fun. Well, maybe yeah, our we gang. Got middle school. Go ahead, what? No, we got middle schoolers that are watching out for the little guys. We've got, so you guys need to join forces. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know if I want that little, are you from Hickory guy in our gang? Though I don't know. He'd bring down the cool points <laughs> a lot. Yeah, he'd, a lot. He'd bring them down a lot. He'd bring them down a lot. That's exactly right. Oh, you know, anyway. um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, last time we were talking, I, you, you know, you, you kind of touched base on it. I'm, I'm running out of stuff to watch because I watch a lot of sports, right? And I'm running out. I've watched arm wrestling. You ever seen the, the guys that do the smacking? Like they stand yes. and knock Whoa. each other out. I've been watching a lot of that. Um, I almost got talked into watch marble racing online, and I wasn't going to do that. But last night, I ran into a gym, and it's on. It was on Fort Fox Sports South, I think. And I'm flipping through, and I was like, "Oh, Harris, here we go. What's this? WrestleMania three? Three? I saw that it was on last night. Did y'all watch it? So we cut it on, and right when it was coming in, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was in he was in the ring, right? And I didn't know who was coming out. Next thing you know, Miss Elizabeth walks out, and it's Macho Ricky's, Man. Yes. They fight. Then right after that, it was a doubles match. It was uh, the Iron Sheik and Nikita Koloff versus the Killer Bees. And Hacksaw Duggan came in and broke up the fight at the end. And then the final match was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant when he picks him up and slams him. slammed him. I lost in like 15 years. Unbelievable. I'll never forget that WrestleMania 3. That actually, WrestleMania Mania is what I fell in love with wrestling because of that WrestleMania. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I knew I should have watched that thing. Dang it. Uh, hey, our producer our, our producer just uh, threw a little, uh, 
a tidbit in there. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is from Huntersville. This can't be real. I know he's trying to act like he's like the Tonga kid, but he's from Huntersville. <laughs> Might as well be in from Denver. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I will drive my ass to Huntersville today and see if he's still there and get an autograph because he was my hero when it came to wrestling. Hey, another couple things about sports that you're talking about. The thing that Olivia and I like to do is go through all the ESPNs and find, you know, they're really down to the bottom of the barrel. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but two Saturdays ago, they had in Alabama the Cherry Pit Spitting competition the championship of the world followed right after that was stone skipping in arkansas a championship <laughs> and this is on espn this is crazy i can't make it up it was on espn cherry pit spitting championship followed by stone skipping real stuff guys i mean unbelievable right you know who i wonder if they're actually what their viewing is on these things like they're probably like they're no they we're watching a ton of it. Yeah, and actually, you know, think about some of our friends who aren't very athletic. Maybe this is their shot. You know, the Stone Skipping Championship. Hey, start practicing. Go become a champion. Be a champ today. Yeah, you know, do it. <laughs> Spitting cherry pit. Let's do it all day long. Well, all right, Hank. This has been a great podcast. I hate we got to wrap it up, but we do. And before we do, I have one Hank's hierarchy. This is going to be more kind of music hobby related uh some of them i haven't run any of this by you so just tell me what first comes to your mind and you know if you struggle Gosh. with it and you need to do a pass let's pass it and we can come back but i'm hoping that very witty brain of yours will come up with something pretty good here are you ready hank for the fourth edition of hank's hierarchy I'll do it hank if you could only have one hobby, what would that be? Running. Do you like to see live music in A, stadium, B, small cozy club, C, Chad East backyard? <laughs> Chad East backyard. Three, would you rather wash your best friend's socks or their underwear? <laughs> socks by four. If you had a band, what would you call it? Liquid Aggression. Number five, if we were named after planets, what would your name be? <laughs> Yours would be Uranus. <laughs> You're exactly right. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, Saturn. Saturn. Um, what would you never wear? A, beret. B, cowboy hat. C, scarf. D, all the above. <laughs> <laughs> okay, job well done. That's another wrap on Hank's hierarchy. Why'd you get such a giggle on the first one about the hobby? Were you thinking of uh, cherry spitting as one of yours? <laughs> I didn't want to even go with what I thought. <laughs> one that I thought was the funniest is when you're like, which would you not want to wear? You said beret, and I was thinking beret. I did not want to wear I was like, no way I'm wearing a beret. And then you went cowboy hat, and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, oh, my gosh. So good. So, so very good, sir. Well, buddy, that wraps up yeah. uh, episode 33. Man, can you believe we've done 33 of these things? Mm, no, I cannot. Wow. It's, it's wow. Uh, kind of amazing. That's How many great. songs do you say we have? How many are we going to do a week? How many songs am I going to write? Yeah. How many songs you got? We got, we got 10 from you uh we probably have at least yeah we probably have a lot in the holster i don't know about 10 but yeah we've got several in the holster that we haven't really produced what we've done is just put them on our iphone you know and we just sang them out loud but we haven't really been in the studio to produce them but that's coming up all right i can't wait to hear the rest of them yeah, it should be really good well hank i've enjoyed single this. Out. yeah we're gonna get one out there i'm telling you you gotta have a dream baby you gotta have a dream so I'm getting ready. I'm going back to the office here in a little bit. And then I have a tennis challenge match this afternoon, Hank. It should be pretty good. Challenging one of our friends. Uh, and if he beats me, dude, I will never hear the end of this. This will be this will be terrible. But uh, Yeah, you screwed me on this one, Chad. I know. I, I, you've explained to me how I did. But, Tank, just remember, you'll be there to play the winner. You can challenge the winner, okay? Okay, Hank? Both of you are behind me. You'd have to challenge me. So, you, hey, when this thing goes out, I'm challenging up. I'm not playing defense. So you I better agree. be quick. 
I hear you, buddy. All right. Well, good luck to you. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Anything going on? What we got going on this weekend? Anything good? Uh, what do we have going on this week? Wait a minute. We're quarantined. We're not doing anything. No. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Exactly as I. I will be doing absolutely nothing. So police, do not come over here and tell me to turn my music down because ha- I'm having a party in the backyard. Right, Hank? Right. No, yes. no parties for you. No parties. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening to The Big Fan. Again, I hope you like the premiere of our new song, uh, Fall in Line. I hope you enjoyed Hank's hierarchy and his admit- admittance that he does not wear a beret, cowboy hat, nor scarf. We'll be back with you guys in about two weeks uh, with hopefully some more music and some more laughs. So until then, peace. Sit here alone It's a quarter past three Not a whisper around It's just my whiskey and me Yeah, it won't be long now Until the sun makes a stand Well, then I'll put on a smile I'll wipe that doubt from my face I'll be that good family man Sometimes I fake it Sometimes I fake it Working for me It's not the love of my life But it helps me to feel And satisfies my kind wife But sometimes I All I wanna know is when I see them again
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.